Welcome to an Advent special series of In the Dwelling. I'm Laura. And I'm Michelle. And we are so glad that you are here with us today. You are more than welcome to dwell in the conversations, in this space, and to just be in this moment. As we prepare ourselves to step into a season of Advent, let us continue to walk this journey towards welcoming the King of Kings into the manger of our hearts. So grab a cup of hot chocolate and a snack and let's settle in. Welcome to our first ever Advent episode. <laughs> this the season to be jolly. Lorella. La la la, Lorella. How are you feeling towards Advent? I gave you a very special jingle. <laughs> I hope you like Thank it. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> I'm feeling alright actually. I wouldn't say like I'm feeling as joyful as how this song is like or like mm. I'm experiencing unspeakable joy in my heart, especially yeah. with, you know, seeing and knowing that, you know, many um like not so pleasant things are like happening in our world mm. right now. So I was just, you know, thinking, you know, how are we really to claim, you know, this joyfulness that the Lord desires for us this Christmas? How about you, Michelle? Mm. You know, I really feel you, Laura. Like, I feel the exact same way as well. And I do love the celebration and season of Christmas because it always allows me to see the love and to feel this warmth of people just coming together and gathering and just basking in the presence of the Lord. But I know this year, even though it may look slightly different, like how our surroundings may look slightly different, I think for me, it's a reminder that one thing does not change and will never change. Mm. And that is the true celebration of why Christmas is even here. And that is the birth of mankind's saviour, you know, our saviour, Jesus Christ. Mm. Drops the mic. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, Michelle. You know, indeed, our circumstances and surroundings will be ever-changing. But, you know, the only one thing that remains... And being constant is our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. I feel like Christmas Mass this year will definitely be toned down. You know, we might not be able to sing during Mass and all the Christmas carolings. Mm. And the congregation is also expected to be of smaller size with all the safe mm, distancing yeah. measures. But hey, you know what, Michelle? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that, you know, does Mary and Joseph also felt true joy on their journey to Bethlehem to give birth to Jesus? Wow, like what a great question, Laura. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, come to think of it, I'm sure Mary and Joseph also experienced some form of, if not many, forms of anxiety and uncertainty in their time of preparation also. Both Mary and Joseph would have wanted Jesus to be born in the best condition. As parents, you know, even though you and I are plant moms, we can't really compare to what actual parents go through. But I think we can kind of get how every parent would want to prepare themselves mm, true. in the best form, in the best shape, and to prepare their nest to welcome their baby before they are being born. And I felt that that was really beautiful and a great reminder that even Mary and Joseph mm. were not excluded in this, but would have also experienced those same anxiety and uncertainty as well. Yeah, but to their surprise, you know, there was no room in the inn 
they had to give birth to Jesus in a small stable with animals, and they even had Jesus to lay on a hay. Mm, wow, yeah, Michelle. They probably had certain expectations and mm. ideals on the perfect way that they would hope to prepare for the birth of their son, the Messiah, mm. the King. You know, it suddenly dawned upon me that, you know, indeed, um, Joseph and Mary probably felt true joy. It was a joy not based on their own like circumstances or what they were feeling, but in simply doing God's will and obeying what God wanted them to do. Because of their love was so great for Jesus, um, I think this was true joy for them because of their love for God. Wow. Yeah, and to just add, because they are already so, so amazing mm-hmm. and you gave out a lot of great pointers, I'm pretty sure their obedience and receptivity allowed them to think not so much about themselves, but invited them to look outwardly instead. And even though their circumstances were changing, their minds were still focused on that one thing. It was still focused on God and to really live out their vocation and mission till the very end. No matter the circumstances or difficulty or surprises that life tries to throw at them. Yeah, as you shared, you know, I was reminded of what virtues, you know, uh, we can learn from St. Joseph and Mother Mary as they prepare their hearts to welcome Jesus. Oh wow, Laura, maybe you can share more about some of these virtues that we can learn from St. Joseph and Mother Mary. Yeah, you know, St. Joseph, he, he really trusted in Jesus' plans when Jesus appeared to him in his dreams and he acted upon it with no hesitation. He knew he was listening to God's voice and there, mm. and there is this idea that, that St. Joseph really trusted in God. You know, and as for like Mother Mary, it wasn't a time to reason things out when the angel Gabriel appeared to her. She knew she had to believe yeah. that this is the good work that God wants to do within her. There was like no resistance, no arguments, but only obedience. And that is how she opened her heart that heard of God's promises. She believed in God and was simply obedient. Oh wow, you know, I was also reminded of the three wise men Mm. and how even though they may not exactly understand who was coming, who the Messiah was, they somehow knew that they could not go empty-handed to see the Lord, but to offer whatever they have brought with them on this trip and to offer it to the Lord. It reminds me of how we too are invited, like the three wise kings, to offer up everything that we are attached to as a love offering to our Heavenly Father, anything that we find value to ourselves, to really offer that up as a love offering Mm. to our Heavenly Father. The Lord does not care so much of the worth of the gifts that we bring to Him. Mm -hmm. The worth of the items does not need to be of gold or myrrh, but has to be an important value to us, just like how those items were of important value to the three wise kings. The Lord desires this Mm self-emptiness so that He has space, a room, an inn, a manger in our hearts. Indeed, Michelle. That's... Wow, I totally didn't think about the three wise Mm. men, but... 
Yeah, it really reminded me that in this self-emptying and simply putting away our eye-centered desires, can we then allow God to take root and have space mm. in our hearts? It is like allowing the Lord to take the manger in our hearts so that He can be reborn within us this Christmas. Let's receive Jesus who desires to give us hope everlasting, peace that mm. will flood our hearts and love and joy within our souls. Amen, babe. Yes, that's so true. And we cannot give what we do not have. Mm. It's always easier in that sense to give what we have. Like when we buy gifts for our loved ones or to do acts of service for them during Christmas. You know, we do not give out of from our excess money. We do not mm. give out of our excess time. But rather we do give from within you know, out of love for others. And we can truly do that only when we allow our hearts to be mm. guided, molded, and even filled up by Jesus Christ. Now, this would really, to me, explain the greatest gift of giving a total and sincere gift of oneself. That's so beautiful, Michelle. Mm. I think humanly, you know, we cannot love others around us perfectly. Mm. However, you know, we can love best when we allow the God in us to love others. Mm. And just maybe, okay, Laura, this Christmas, are you ready for it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas will be the mm-hmm. most significant for all of us because we are being stripped away from all the external mm. things and the fluff side of Christmas. So yeah. And from, you know, the detachment from things mm. that do not bring us true and great joy to just simply living and experiencing what true celebration of Christmas looks like. You know, I'm sure during the time when Jesus was born, they didn't have all these colourful lights or Christmas trees or extravagant meals, you know, but what prepared their hearts were their inner dispositions and celebrating the simple joys Mm. in their lives. I think for me, Catholic amnesia is so, so real, man. And I tend to forget and overlook the small and great blessings that the Lord has given to me because of the overwhelming busyness and whatever challenges that life tends to throw at me, especially in the year 2020 when it's been a season of transition for me. That's so true, babe. Like we can be easily be caught up with, with everything that is going on in our lives. But I feel like while indeed removing the distractions can truly help us to be detached from worldly things that distract us and to Mm. purify our hearts to really welcome Jesus into our hearts, making it a more viable place for Him and His Holy Spirit to dwell as well as to thrive. You know, in saying yes to these fruits that the Lord has so graciously planted in our hearts and life, the yes is what will allow fruits to be born and to take fruit. Indeed, this Christmas will certainly be toned down with like yep. the mass mm-hmm. and, and all the celebrations. Right. But I feel like it's no less special or any less significant because in true Christmas, it is simply Jesus in our hearts, right? Totally. It's like toned down in externals, but toned up in our internals. (laughs) Oh, wow, Michelle. (laughs) God is and will forever be in control, even when things may feel seemingly out of control. And with that being said, Laura, what is your prayer this Christmas? 
I think my prayer this Christmas mm-hmm. is for Jesus to be reborn in our hearts and to dwell within us once again. Ooh. Like, you know, the former things yes. have happened this year, be it the ups, the downs, have passed away. Our wrongs, our sins, our inequities can be repented and changed. So I pray for Jesus to come and take away the mm. hearts of stones and put a heart of flesh within each and every one of Amen. us. Beating for him once more again. Mm. How about you, Michelle? Well, I think for me this year, it will be quite simple. Mm. And that's a great one that you just shared. (laughs) For me, my prayer this Christmas would be to live in a spirit of remembrance and childlike wonder. I think Mm. it's to really make time and space for the Lord despite my ever-changing and stretchy year of 2020. Yeah, I think I really want to end this year strong um, and to... Mm begin in this very moment to live in a spirit of remembrance and childlike wonder and knowing and trusting just like St. Joseph and Mary that at the end of the day, I'll be fine and that the Lord has my back and all that I need to do is to really give him my yes, my receptivity and to just trust in whatever direction that he brings me to. Yes, Michelle. Indeed, Jesus always got your back. I'm sure he will multiply your Mm -hmm. yeses and obedience to him as well. You know, there's no time wasted in serving Jesus, but only eternal gain in him. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to write in to us on any feedback, questions, or even topics that you'd like us to talk about at our email, inthedwellingsg at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Rejoice and live in light, hope and love always. Bye! Bye.